0: Oh, oh man! Yeah. Look at that heavy repeating blaster. Paz yeah. Beasley getting back in it. Uh, now we're getting more more gunplay from the Mandalorians.
1: Ooh. Do a barrel roll!
0: Do a barrel roll! <laughs> oh, the armorers back handing oh, off yeah. the hammer. I love how they just drop from this dropship, and the oh, armor clubbing bang. it, clubbing a corner oh. in the head with the hammer. <laughs> it's not just for making tools. Babu Frick back in the house. Yes, ba- a bunch of a Fricks. House of, of Fricks. House of Fricks. What the frick? What the star frick? Destroyer <laughs> being built? Mm. I'm loving it. This season's gonna be sick. Uh, yes. Oh my god! Uh, a, 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 it looks like a Polis Massa type base yeah. on an asteroid field. It's his. Uh, oh, is that a Naboo
1: stick. Starfighter? Or?
0: Well, it is his Naboo yeah. Starfighter. It's yeah. been modded, right? Right,
1: right, right, right. Oh my
0: god! Right, oh, but now right, he's got right, another right. astromech droid back right. there as baby, baby Grogu mm. who just sits in the cockpit with Papa. My bad, my bad. The Ruins of Sundari (laughs) bombed, baby. Why would
1: you go back there? What awaits? Sabers up, boys and
0: girls (laughs) and non-binaries. Sabers up for everyone. Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Mandalorian season three is confirmed to return to the Ruins of Sundari, the Mandalorian capital city that we saw bombed in the Book of Boba Fett flashback. Uh, yeah, Tommy and I were reacting to some footage there, but it's not official footage that was released. But, you know, if you, if you look hard enough, you can you can find it yourself. We don't encourage it uh, here at New Rockstars, but, you know, we've seen it. I think if you're watching this right now, you've seen it yourself. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, but here on the planet of Mandalore, we know the living waters of Mandalore await... Din Djarin. and the armorer is obviously gonna play a much bigger role in this coming season. We're gonna learn more about Bo-Katan and her failed leadership of the Mandalorian people. This, uh, This horribly tragic, moment where rebels ends with her holding up the dark saber we had our hearts were filled with hope and then we catch up with her in live action she's like um uh yeah the that gap on my resume was um because i was just finding myself for that's for years right or that was her uh,
1: that was her equivalent of the uh wonderful 2011 meme awkward
0: <laughs> you were keeping that meme alive Arjun. yes awkward <laughs> <laughs> but like, we want to know why she lost the Dark Save. What really went down? And it seems like there is a reason that will be explored in season three of The Mandalorian. So is the armorer right? Are the Mandalorians cursed? How far back does this curse go? Is it a stain that started with a splash of tar? This la? Ah, Stang Farrick, Eric! Eric. Eric. <laughs> I forced it. I, I loved forced it. it. I loved it. I- well, I love you, Tommy. This is WookieLeaks. You thought you thought we skipped a week, didn't you? But no, this is our reaction show to the latest in Star Wars, and I'm here with Tommy Beck Told. Yeah, Tommy B, how That's you doing? Right, Michelle?
1: just when you thought we were going to be galactic no shows, Tommy and Eric are back to stunt on these hoes with all of the greatest Star Wars theorizing. We don't need no stinking show. We don't need an episode drop. We don't need to react to something that just came out. We can talk Star Wars 24-7, 52, 365. That's, you know what? That's all I want to talk about.
0: It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, Elseworld in the world of nerd, you have things like, you know, uh, mutants existing in the MCU or, or Love and Thunder establishing that afterlives are a thing. I caught Mephisto. Uh, I found him. I found him. He's in Sunday's video. No time for that. Uh, Westworld is on TV. Uh, we, we have uh, Marvel VFX artists in Revolt. Uh, are Marvel fans jumping the ship right now? Well, if you are, jump right on to the S.S tommy and eric because we're talking star wars right now a universe whose uh, cinematic future is in the hands of oh wait god damn it taika waititi we can't get away from this guy
1: (laughs) and just because the show's called wookie leaks don't worry about the ship
0: we're airtight (laughs) yeah uh loose lips sink some ships but not this Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. um snitches get kisses in our universe our lips are nothing but loose (laughs) (laughs) uh, tommy and i are (laughs) this episode (laughs) (laughs) already skewing right off the rails in the opening minutes Uh, what are rails we don't know ships Mm. don't abide by roads We're, we're going we don't need roads that's right uh we never had them uh but here this week tommy and i are going to discuss the history of the mandalorian people and why Bo katan really failed is there a curse to the mandalorian people and how correct is the armorer to be such a superstitious cultist uh, before we uh, talk about all that, just a reminder to go to NewRockStarsMerch.com to check out uh, all of our great merch options. You know, we got a Ms. Marvel inspired one, Cosmic Daydream. Now that this show established meetings in the MCU, don't you want to mark that historic occasion with a Cosmic Daydream shirt? Uh, you can also get our uh, Thor inspired lace obsession, uh, Worthy of Love, because you are, uh, you might be. I think we all are worthy of love. Some of you aren't. Um, uh, the uh, 300 of you who quote tweeted my uh, Inhumans versus Mutants tweet with some very vile things about my loose lips in terms of Kevin Feige's anatomy. Oh my uh, God! You may not be worthy of love. No. You may have proved it I'll yourself. I'll say this: Go, go, frick yourself!
1: Hey, you Tommy. think I won't? You think I won't find out where you all live? I'm on the dark web. I've got tracers everywhere. <laughs> my birds are everywhere. I'm the Lord varies, complete with no balls. I got nothing
0: better to do than find all of you. And hurt you. you better Tommy, when they, go, when they go low, we go high republic. That's uh, right. That served us well <laughs> in past election cycles. Sure, sure, um, sure. sure. We, we fight fire with hugs. Mm-hmm. And then we get burned alive when we do so. Mm-hmm. And we don't regret it. Hey, no. Tommy, what are we talking about this week?
1: We're going to talk about something. I also, uh, sorry, real quick, need to plug that the break room is on TikTok now. Follow <gasps> us at the underscore break room where we will be doing uh, three to four videos a day as the algorithm demands, what? hopefully. today is only two because I just started the channel today. And that's right, I started the channel. I'm in charge of our TikTok break room channel. So if you have stuff you want to see, get at me. I'm going to be interviewing all of our personalities on the break room and hopefully getting people like Eric, friends of the break room that we treasure so much, to send me in some of their, uh, their TikTok thoughts as well. Anyway. Getting on with the show, as
0: is important to me. Eric, are those Mandalorians cursed? Are they cursed? Well, Tommy, I mean, I feel like uh, I'm cursed with uh, enthusiasm for this new TikTok. Yes, management. me it's too. It's caught me off guard. I tried to go on to TikTok right now, but my uh, phone auto-paired to my headphones, causing the audio from my computer screen that's recording ah. our connection software probably to play through the microphone and really confuse our editor. No. Hopefully, we can just edit around that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I will check out that TikTok later. Yes. I can't wait to see it. Um, this question of the Mandalorian curse really came back uh, to the character of the Armorer. Remember back at the beginning of this year when the Book of Boba Fett was really just a, a shell, a, nush, a, a Russian nesting doll of a show, really just to house another two episodes of The Mandalorian and Adventures of Luke Skywalker? Um, but I cannot, I, I am obsessed with re watching this moment with the Armorer. And she's talking about the Darksaber and she said, quote, it is said one warrior will defeat 20 and the multitudes will fall before it. If, however, it is not won in combat and falls into the hands of the undeserving, it will be a curse unto the nation. Mandalore will be laid to waste and its people scattered to the four winds. We have no idea what the four winds are, but I Mm. love it. I love it. When TV shows and movies we talk about go into this weird, made-up mythology and yes. legend, uh, quoting uh, scripture that we're just kind of picking up pieces of, yeah. I love it.
1: It Doesn't it seem like usually violent, fanatical uh, ideologies, like their excuse for when they don't go right is, we're cursed. We were cursed. It's not that... It's not that our fascism didn't work; it was cursing. We got. Cursing. It was a result
0: of no policy decisions <laughs> or, or, or no lack of political will. It was right. a curse. It was a curse. <laughs> that's why you've so, got to vote
1: this year. Reverse that's why the curse. Vote. Just keep voting. Just keep <laughs> yeah. voting. And if it doesn't just work, then, just keep on
0: voting. Can't curse a vote. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did it with the cadence of scope, like "Can't curse a vote." Can't curse a vote. <laughs> I, I was voting. You know, <laughs> I may not be a smart man, but I know what a curse is. <laughs> Just watched that movie recently. Uh, man, that boomer porn holds up as much as it can, but mm-hmm. there are problems with that movie. Mm, yes, There is a scene where Jenny and Forrest, I don't think Forrest can legally consent in this yeah. scene, Touch but it, things happen. That poor roommate who had to be a witness to it all.
1: The, I mean, that, the slow pan down of the roommate back turn just like okay
0: and i i miss this in the dozens of times i've seen forrest gump forrest mm. goes i ruined your roommate's bathrobe like he gets it yes. all in her bathroom yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i've never heard that line before yeah. i turned to kelly and i'm like did i never hear that before she's like <laughs> yeah you didn't know that was that happened i was like how did yeah. i miss uh, you know what i here's
1: i'm stunned because i don't remember that part either <laughs> i think i blocked yeah. it out or as a young man was so ashamed of
0: my own bathrobes i would ruined anyway well i, I think the <laughs> tnt edit leaves that part out yeah they probably cut up that scene yeah, yeah for sure um anyway getting back to star wars because it's a star wars show i'm sorry that was my <laughs> fault um <laughs> no i loved it the, <laughs> the armor also mentions the songs of Beyond's its past foretold the mythosar rising up to herald the new age of mandalore sadly it only exists in legends and then she starts to throw some shade at bo-katan she goes bo-katan it's a cautionary tale she once laid claim to the rule of mandalore based purely on blood and the sword you now possess but it was gifted to her not won by creed bo-katan was born of a mighty house but they lost sight of the way Her rule ended in tragedy, they lost the way, and we lost our world. Had our sect not been cloistered on the moon of Concordia, we would have not survived the Great Purge. Those born of Mandalore strayed away from the path, eventually the Imperial interlopers destroyed all that we knew and loved in the night of a thousand tears. Only those that walked the way escaped the curse prophesied by the Creed. Though our numbers were scattered to the winds, our adherence to the way— has preserved our legacy and the generations until we may someday return to our home world. Well, Mando, we know in yeah. season three, will return to that home world right. and uh, ooh, maybe stay away from it. Mm, the place it looks, looks like, a little
1: Chernobyl-y to me. It's a it, bit doesn't? of a
0: mess. Mm, uh,
1: it's a fixer-upper. <laughs> uh, I think that that quote should have ended with, I am the armorer and I approve this message. This message was paid for by uh, Mandalorian cultists. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bo-Katan only got the Darksaber because she had a famous family.
0: <laughs> I was thinking this would just play in, like, a massive auditorium where yeah. someone up is at a lectern, and it's just like, to LRH. And they all go, to LRH. And they just salute <laughs> Tar or something. To yes. TV. To TV. TV. This is the way. This is the way. This is
1: the way. I love that she Wait. keeps
0: talking about the way.
1: We've lost the way because we don't follow the way, but the way is
0: there. I like the references to the way and to the winds as if like the winds are like the, the devilish spirit that will throw you off of the way. Like there's this weird um, metaphorical symbolic path that you can walk and the winds can blow so mightily dust in your eyes that you'll stray off of that path. So the winds, the four winds, I'm dying to know what the four winds are, you know, like, uh, I assume that we'll learn more about these, these spiritual, entities uh we know of like you know the uh uh, uh the the mortis realm right the, the whole mortis arc in, in clone wars but those were that was almost like based on christian theology of the father and the son and the holy spirit he had the father the son the daughter uh like that there wasn't a number four there but that was also like kind of uh jedi uh mythology that we were exploring there the force mythology the mandalorian mythology is obviously a different spiritual framework uh, so I can't wait to learn more of it. But this idea of a curse, I think comes back from Tarvisla. I think uh Tarvisla was really the one who left this curse on the, the dark saber. It, it like in much of legend weapons often carry some kind of curse for the blood that they've spilled and the division they've caused. And uh, I think in this case, that's the kind of curse that the Mandalorian blade wields that no one is meant to wield it. Uh, and, You know, back when we still liked Game of Thrones and it seemed to have some promise as a series, we talked about the Iron Throne. And I really liked the idea that the Iron Throne, as a throne made of swords, is cursed. And no one ever should sit on it. That as soon as that Iron Throne was forged by Aegon the Conqueror, Mm. That uh, that's really a curse that left uh, Westeros, mm. you know, yeah. or that was left in Westeros. Uh, something that you know, I'd, I'd love to explore more in like House of the Dragon, right? That takes place mm. uh, thousands of, or at least hundreds of years after that. Um, so, what I want to know uh, about uh, the dark saber is what this curse is. I think Tarvisla, as a Mandalorian Jedi, um, I think the the curse that happened after he died is that there would be this war between the Mandalorians and the Jedi. That there is this uh, perennial division between these two groups of, of people in Star Wars lore, um, and that the only way that this curse will be uh, gone, vanquished, is by having a uh, descendant of Tarvisla, and I think that descendant is Grogu. I think Grogu is going to be the only other Mandalorian plus Jedi mm. uh, fusion yeah. since Tarvisla, and then uh, so I think Grogu is going to be the destined wielder of the dark saber and that uh, curse will finally be broken. I uh, love that. I hope that we explore this in the acolyte. I, I'm yeah. super excited for the acolyte and like I don't need any cameos in it but just some of that lore. Yes. Uh, like the Jedi uh
1: the cameos can be the the the, the cameos can be the legends being explained. Not leg- no pun intended, but like the, the, rather than a character cameo, perhaps referential cameos of like this concept that has been uttered in a line or sentence in a previous Star Wars property is now being fleshed out. That
0: would be so satisfying, I think. Um, Yeah. I I want like, uh, I I love that we're hearing about this curse from the perspective of a, of a cult that just happened to survive that purge, you know, just because they were on Concordia at the time. Um, But like the way into a religion and the fact that even religions have different branches of them, that the most uh, militant extreme, radical branch of that religion is the one who is now uh preaching it and speaking on behalf of all of them. Like we are the survivors of it. So listen to us. Uh to me that is fascinating. To me, I think it is the most interesting thing about the Mandalorian as a series.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um so these living waters, uh like I you know, when we watched Boba Fett together, Tommy, like yeah. we we talked about the the Gaffey tree this crazy moment where boba mm. fett was walking through the desert and we saw crashing waves and then it was almost kind of like birth imagery uh to me that was like the high watermark of of the book of boba fett the fact that boba fett revealed uh, you know or went into at least a bit more how tattooing used to be covered in oceans and that the uh the tuscans like many of the native creatures of, of the planet might have been aquatic beings at some point and that's why you see like whale carcasses, I think, in the desert in Obi-Wan. It's like crate Dragons might be aquatic. That's why uh, biologically the Sarlacc has uh, has etymological connections to other squid beings that we see on Nur. It's because Tatooine needs to be an ocean world. I'm rambling here, I know, but I'm just saying that, like, I think that's what uh, is most interesting about Star Wars right now is uh, exploring more of like the the weird sacred religious beliefs that these guys
1: yes have. and in the ancient and the in the and the ancient uh topography of these worlds that has changed now due to interlopers and conquerors that have destroyed mm-hmm. with their spice mining and their obsession with trade and money you know yeah. I,
0: and you you kind of are referencing the fact that Star Wars is based so heavily on Frank Herbert's dune. And that's what you know, Denis Villeneuve and these new in these Dune films definitely has over Star Wars is the fact that it does go deep into uh, into spirituality and and supernatural phenomena as a religious belief and how problematic that is and how political it can get. I mean, I think George Lucas wanted to explore that with the prequels, uh, but he really just kind of explored a more secular approach to to political uh, drama and strife. Um, which is fine. I think he was kind of reflecting the world that the prequels came out in, which was, you know, the, the war on terror, the, the Bush administration, the, the reinvasion of Iraq. And I think that's what he wanted to reflect. And looking back, at you know, I think he made some interesting points. Um, uh, but I think he did miss out on uh, the way uh, culture wars were really happening, the way it was like Christian fundamentalism in America and the West trying to supplant and oppress um, um, like Islam and how much Islamophobia was really uh, coursing through the veins of Americans during that decade and still to this day does. Uh, and I think that's what Frank Herbert had in mind when he was writing Dune, um, because he could see that that's where things were headed in the mid 20th century. Uh, that there was, you know, uh, the fact that all the wars being fought between Israel and Egypt and uh, uh terrorism now rising up in the Middle East. I think he could see that that was a that there was a an additional crusade that was that was a brewing and how right he was. Uh, so, to me, that's I'm. I'm honestly more excited for the future of the Dune uh, verse than I am for the Star Wars verse. I know that's sacrilegious. How could How you say, you say that? that? I just Max left. Rebo, no, plug your floppy
1: ears. <laughs> Play uh, a junkie tune to to cleanse us. Isolate that from the TikTok.
0: <laughs> hey, let's, but let's restore our hope right now, Tommy, as we look ahead to star Wars, I think, uh, likes like Marvel right now. I think a lot of star Wars fans mm-hmm. feel uh, a little, um, lost in the desert. Uh, not sure of what the, the path is caught up in those four winds, Um, and I think, uh, you know, You know, look, I love Taika Waititi. I will watch everything that he does. But coming out of Thor Love and Thunder, I think there is a backlash to our man Taika Waititi, which might just be the way, the things, the irreverent things the guy is saying in interviews. This is who Taika Waititi has been.
1: I think a lot of it is his kind of flippant attitude when he does press that's more like, it's tongue-in-cheek, you never really realize. I also think that he is, and I use the word audacity in my own way, tongue-in-cheek, He has the audacity to push buttons and, like, push boundaries in his – in these main, you know, huge franchises that I think make some people uncomfortable and they have some evolving in their own lives to do before, you know. So they'll just – you know, the backlash – most of the Taika backlash that I saw almost entirely – this is just my personal experience – originated on Twitter where backlashes tend to last – 24 hours and then we move on to having a backlash against someone else and it usually happens when someone is has like a 100 approval rating it's like someone's got to come in and start planting the seeds of like no but this but this but this i w- didn't think thor love and thunder was a perfect movie by any means and i thought at times it was a little uh, uh a little bit like it it was too heavy on the jokes and not enough on the uh, on the on the the thornness but overall I thought it was phenomenal I loved it and I just think that uh I if you watch his two thor movies and then any of his other work and think that he wouldn't make a good Star Wars movie I don't know what to tell you I I'm not sure like I think that that I think he is fine I think the thing that that is making people feel lost in both of these fanships is we don't have Avengers to hang on to. This is all leading to Avengers and we don't have Skywalker saga to hang on to. This is all leading to Skywalker saga. So if you are a person that needs to know where everything is heading, of course, this is a frustrating time, but I don't think, I mean, like you have to remember at the end of the day, these are for-profit movie studios. There is a plan. It is heading somewhere. We just don't know yet, and what, why not just enjoy the ride? Why not just enjoy these th- content as they come in? Plus, at the end of the day, Mandalorian Season 3, why Star Wars fans should have hope? Christopher Lloyd is showing up at some point. That's all you got. I mean, like Christopher Lloyd is going to be in the Star Wars universe? Goodbye. That's all I need.
0: Who do you think he's... I think he's gonna be some, like, crazed Mandalorian I elder so. who's living yeah. amongst those mines. Like, he's yeah. got a weird little, like, reverse... Oh, boat. He's just, like, paddling through the, the living waters, like... These waters whoa. aren't
1: safe for you! <laughs> Run for it, Mando! <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's gonna be great. He did
1: it! He did it! Oh. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da,
0: da. They should just. And that play. doesn't give you hope. Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, what gives me the most hope is uh, we we're talking about cameos. I am okay if we never see like a familiar cameo of something for the next couple years in Star Wars. I think we're good. I think we're good. I, I, I'm, I think of all these titles, Tommy. As much as I'm excited for like Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka, I think the acolyte. I think the acolyte is the title on the on the horizon where I'm like, yes, I cannot. Wait for that. And you and I were at Star Wars Celebration. And one thing I want to say about Star Wars fans is I know when you just live your life on Twitter or on TikTok or on YouTube, wherever you're at uh, online, it can feel like these fandoms are toxic. And I get it. Every fandom has a certain subset of them that are just going to be really brutal and cruel and, and cynical. But being in Anaheim amongst Star Wars fans, you don't you don't see any of that. You don't see any of that. You just see a loving group of nerds who are just excited to take part in something together. Just want to talk about the things they like. It's not.
1: It's not a lot of hatred and like. There's no focusing on hating things. It's all like I'm really into this. I'm into droids. I'm into Twilight's. I'm into Twilight's. I got a lot of fiction. Twilight fiction, the pleasure gardens, the pleasure spas. I love it. But uh, anyway.
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i know you do i know you do i uh, gotta bring me with you on one of those you know what
1: i i just say leave your wallet at home just bring cash (laughs) because if you go on credit those Twilights they'll get every last dime from you (laughs) yeah
0: that's what they do that's what they do (laughs) um but i think like you know even when you uh, meet these star wars fans in person uh they you know we don't we can talk about things we didn't really like, but even that is done in like a respectful way. They're like, you know what? Like you'll hear people say like prequels. Uh, I didn't really dig the prequels or I didn't really dig the sequel trilogy. Um, like, but you don't, if anyone were to say out loud, like erase the sequel trilogy from canon, I think you'd get a boo. I think most of would be like, no, let's not do that. Like, I think that is like, you don't, you wouldn't hear a cheer of a room like even if people kind of also believe or agree that you know this you could erase the sequel trilogy from canon and that might be better for star wars i i think people all kind of like respect lucasfilm and respect these artists too much to just like erase the things that they added i mean god damn it i can't believe that people would want to erase some of the dialogue from the last jedi i mean I get that Kanto Bite subplot is weird, but it's just like I love what Luke and Rey and Yoda's Force Ghost go through in The Last Jedi. I love it so much. So I would say what gives me hope for for Star Wars are titles like The Acolyte. I, mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, yes. I would say and hold on to hope. Hold on to hope,
1: baby. Hold on for one more day. <laughs> uh
0: we'll leave it there for this episode nice. of Wookiee Leagues thank you so much for joining us uh you can follow me at EA follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtel follow new Rockstar, subscribe to Wookiee Leagues wherever you get your podcast we're gonna try to keep up with the the breaking Star Wars news as it comes out mm-hmm. this summer um obviously when Andor comes back we're gonna be covering that a lot as a channel uh but for now we just want to thank you so much for joining us yes we have spoken spoken uh,